Welcome everyone to today's Today's show is Daf Lamatet. We'll begin on Lamatet and Alpha the Mishnah. Today's Daf is available. Anyone who wants to sponsor, please contact Mr. Alf Satin. He'll help to happily set you up with the Zachut. Says the Mishnah. A person who seduces a lady and convinces her to have relations has to pay three things. But a person who forces a girl to have relations has to pay four things. Now, the three things that we're talking about, we're talking about boshet uh, and pegam. Embarrassment and pegam. Whereas when it comes to honest, you also have to pay the tsar, you have to pay the pain. Which we'll see soon. Okay. A person who convinces you to pay boshet pegam. Uknas, And now, once we're mentioning the differences between a person who forces a girl to have relations and a person who convinces the girl to have relations, we're going to mention other differences. Number one, like we mentioned before, a person who forces has to pay for pain. The person convinces and doesn't have to pay for pain. We'll see soon why. miyad. The honest a person who forces a girl to have relations has to pay the 50 shekel immediately right after the onus. The, the person who convinces her only when he decides not to marry her. So if a person marries her, then he doesn't have to pay the 50 shekel. Whereas the onus has to, pay, has to marry her and pays right away. Another difference. Haones shoteb person who forces has to drink from his flower pot, which means you have, you caused, you forced her, then you have to marry her and you're stuck. But a person who convinces her, if he decides to divorce her, he can, he can divorce her and she can't stop it. How does it work? I feel he can get it. That works even if she is handicapped and can't walk properly. He can't say, well, I don't want to marry a handicapped girl. Or, even if she's blind. Even if she is, has a a certain disease that causes her to be, uh, to be repugnant. Still, he has to marry her. But if he saw that she did something wrong, let's say she... She, um, first, uh, the girl would sin on him after he marries her, or or she's a mamzeret who can't marry a Jewish girl, Jewish person, and he's not allowed to keep her even if he wants to. Has to be the law has to be for him, meaning someone who's fit for him. So the pasuk is precluding marrying a girl like this. So we're telling you this thing that you have to marry her is assuming that she has no physical ailment that you want to avoid. But in other words, even if she has a physical ailment that you want to avoid, you still have to marry her. But had it be, had it been that there's a spiritual reason why you're not allowed to marry her, then that would trump, and you'd have to get rid of her.
Okay, so basically, those are the laws of honest and Now Now, the Gemara asks a question. Tsar Demai, when a person pays for pain, why is he paying for pain? What, what pain is he paying for? Now, we're assuming, Tosfot explains that we're assuming you're not paying for the pain of relations uh, because... Um, it could be that a woman who, who might enjoy the relations and that, that part she's over, she, she'll forgive or it's going to happen anyway. There's two different ways to understand it. But they're not, we understand clearly you're not talking about that pain of relations. So what pain are you paying for? So Mar says, He had to throw her in, to, 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 in order to have relations with her. We're assuming that he threw her on the ground. And, and throwing on the ground, there's a pain, and he has to pay for that pain. Matkivla Rezair asked a question on Avuad Shmuel. What if I would throw her on a silk mattress? Would you say that now I don't have to pay? Fatsar? According to what you're saying, you shouldn't have to pay Fatsar. Maybe you'll answer, yes, that's right. You won't have to pay. How honest? An honest doesn't pay for tzar. A person who forces doesn't pay for tzar. Because he says, anyway, she's going to have pain under her husband. So, yes, I caused you to have pain, but you're going to have that pain anyway. What's the difference? You can't compare nivelet be honest and develop on. So, a, a girl who does it willingly doesn't have pain. And therefore, yes, I was going to do it with my husband, but I wasn't going to have pain. When I do it with you, where I don't want to have pain, so therefore you would still have to pay. And therefore, you see that we're not talking about the tsar of throwing on the ground. We must be talking about the tsar of Tashmish. So in the beginning, we said it wasn't talking about the Tsar of Tashmish. But now, it seems like we're talking about the Tsar of Tashmish because obviously it's not throwing on the ground. That's what the Brayta was clear. So, El Amar of Nachman, Amar of Baravua, Tsar shall pisukaraglaim. It's the pain that she has to spread her legs. And therefore, that causes her a, pain, a, a, a particular type of pain. As we see that in the Pasuk, we're talking about spreading legs that uh, you see that that's part of the B.I. and it could be that's the pain over here. If so, why do you only pay that when you forced her, even when you convinced her you should have to pay? The reason why you're patur when you convince her because once you convinced her, it's like a guy who says, listen, you could rip my silk mattress and you'll be patur. So since I gave you permission, of course, you're going to be patur. Here too, since she gave permission for him to cause her the pain, he, he's going to be patur. Mara says, why do you use that as your example? What do you mean? It's not her shinayim. When she, when, when she uh, accepts and gets convinced to have relations with the guy. In the convincing case, uh, 
Why are you comparing to a guy who lets him lets another person rip his silk stuff? It's different than that because it's not his silk stuff. It's it's her father's. It doesn't belong to her. Because her father would be the one who would get the money if she would get married. So she's technically ruining her father's thing. El Amar of Nachman Amar of the wise ladies say that uh, a girl who got convinced she has no pain because she's enjoying herself so much and she appreciates being seduced therefore the pain doesn't bother her so much what do you mean? we see that even a girl who's convinced still has pain it's like warm water, hot water on the head of a guy who has uh, no hair. If a guy has no hair, he enjoys it. And therefore, she also enjoys it. In other words, the enjoying of the pain overrides the pain of peace of Rav Amar, Amrli Bat Rav Chista, Kiribda Dikuslilta. It's like a person who sticks a needle in, uh, in, in uh, when you, you do bloodletting. Which, the fact that you let, it out, let out the blood and made you feel better takes away from the pain of the needle. Her Papa Amar, Amrli Bat Abba Sura. Her Papa says he heard from the daughter of Abba Sura. Kinama Akusha Bechinchi. Like a guy who eats hard bread that that kind of scratches your throat. That yes, it scratches your throat a little bit, but it gives you a filling feeling. So so it's kind of like a trade-off. Okay. We mentioned the Mishnah. Haones no ten the honest guy who forces pays right away and the Mufate only pays when he chooses not to marry her it's not his wife the word indicates a divorce but over here it wasn't a divorce he only chose not to marry her Right, the mifuteh, the guy who convinced her, so he gives given a choice to marry her, and if he marries her, he doesn't pay the fifty shekel, and if he does marry her, he doesn't pay the fifty shekel. So we say, oh, we said you pay it when you get rid of her. You're not really getting rid of her; you're just choosing not to marry her. Amar Abayah, so Abayah says, "Ema yuchnos." The Mishnah means when you don't marry her. Tanya na mehachi, we have a brighter that supports that as well. Even though we said that the convincer pays when he doesn't marry her, you still have to pay the Boshmagam right away. Regardless of what you do with the Knas, of whether you're going to pay the Knas or not, the Boshmagam, you're going to have to pay right away. Says the And in either case, whether he forced her or whether he convinced her. Either he, either the girl or her father, can stop him from marrying her. And if even one of them doesn't want to marry her, doesn't want her to marry him, then he'll have to pay the 50 shekel. So you could have a scenario where he's willing to marry her, 
the father is willing for her to marry him, but since the girl doesn't want, he's going to have to pay the 50 shekel and not marry her, or the other way around. He and the girl are willing, but the father doesn't let, the father will get the 50 shekel. So I understand by the case of convincing so, the Pasuk has a double language. If refuse, the father will refuse to give her, then he pays the 50 shekel. Now, this refuse, you, you will refuse. Since it's a double language, it's coming to indicate that both the father and the mother have the, the father and the girl have the right to refuse the marriage proposal of the guy who convinced her, and he'll have to pay the money. Ela honest, but in the case of forcing, I understand if she, it says that she will be his wife. And therefore, it sounds like that she will have to agree. But how do we know that the father has to agree? How can we see that maybe that if the girl and the guy want, how do we know that the father has the right to refuse the marriage in an honest case? We don't want the the forcer to gain. Why? Because let's say he would want to marry this girl, and the and the girl wants, and the father didn't want. He would not be able to marry her. So now we're going to say that after you did this avera forcing her, we're going to give you the right that you can you and her can agree to get married. Rava says, no, I have a different reason why the father has the right to refuse in the case of a forcing. It's a Just like in a case of convincing, where, he, where in, the, in the relations, he went against the, the thoughts of the father. Because the girl agreed, the father didn't agree. And still, and yet the father still has the right, or the girl has the right to, to hold up the marriage. Ones, in a case of Ones, where a guy was even worse, he went against her and the father. El Koshkin certainly should have the same rights. Should be worse, can't be better. There's no question that an Ones should be worse than a Mefute. And therefore, if both of them have the right by, by Mefute, by convincing, because we see the Pasuk seems to say so. So here as well, that's Rava. Rava, so Rava, who has the covenant, doesn't learn like Abaya, came into Kamashalim Knas, Lav Chotinaskahu. Rava says, I don't want to learn like Abaya that the reason is because we don't want the sinner to gain. Because over here, the sinner is not really gaining anything because he's going to have to pay the 50 shekel, even if he marries her. In the case of honest, you pay the 50 shekel anyway. And therefore, marrying her or not, you're not gaining anything. We don't know that every this guy is trying is trying to get him to get her to marry him. The boy, the boy, the people don't want to pay the knas. We're assuming the guy doesn't want to make the pay the knas according to Rava, and that that's enough of a, the knas is enough of an impediment. The fine is enough of an impediment to cause us not to call it uh, a gain for the guy. On the other hand, Abaya doesn't go like Rava because he says by the convincing the ihi matzil makev that that ihu that she, that he is able to stop it. Avia Nami, 
In other words, by the case of the convincing, he doesn't have to marry her if he doesn't want. So if he doesn't have to marry her, so the father also can stop marrying her. But Ones, where he cannot stop it, then the father also can't stop it, which means we're compare, going to Abaya, we're comparing his right of refusal to the father's right of refusal. When he has the right of refusal, so does the father. When he has no right of refusal, the rapist, then neither does the father. Says the Gemara, Tanya Idach, we learned in the Brayta. Even though we said the honest has to pay the father right away, still, when he divorced her later, he doesn't have to pay any money. When he gets rid of her, he can't get rid of her. Emma, when she wants to get divorced, and he doesn't have to, she doesn't have to pay the ketubah. Okay? The rabbis didn't make a ketubah for a case like this, and she's not entitled to the ketubah if she wants a divorce. Not when he divorced her, but when she wants a divorce. Met, let's say the guy dies. She doesn't get a regular ketubah because she already got the knas. That's according to Tanakama. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, yesh la ketubah. Mana, she gets a hundred ketubah, like a regular married girl. So there's a machloka whether a girl who got married because of a, a, a raping incident, does that mean that the girl is entitled to ketubah when the husband dies or not? Now, if she asks for a divorce, she's definitely not entitled to ketubah because she's the one who... Initiated the divorce, she's not entitled to ketubah. But the question is, did the rabbis make a ketubah of a hundred at least for this girl when her husband died? Normally, every girl when her husband dies is entitled to the ketubah. Is she entitled to it? Rabbanan Savri, Tama, my Rabbanan Ketubah, why did the rabbis make a ketubah? We don't want the husband to be quick to get rid of his wife. And here there's no reason for ketubah because he can't get rid of her even once since he raped her. Therefore, the Torah doesn't let him divorce her. So there's no need for ketubah because he can't get rid of her anyway. Well, He's worried that maybe he'll, the husband, in his status as a husband in the marriage, has the right to the ability to make his wife miserable until she wants a divorce. Then she'll ask for a divorce. So, in order, we need to put the hundred uh, shekel as a impediment to stop him from causing her to ask for a divorce. Let's continue. The Mishnah says, "Ones If a guy forces a lady to have relations, he has to drink from his flower pot, which means he's stuck uh, um, you marrying the girl. From the fact that this guy, we can learn a lot of halachot from Shabbat. Let's learn that he has to marry her also. In other words, once we're comparing, forcing, to Mifute to tell you how much money you have to pay and that it has to be kesef. Let's compare them to say the same thing, to say that also by the case of convincing that the guy will have to marry her just like he has to do by honest. Amar Karaba, the Pasuk says no. Pasuk says by convincing, Mohari Menelo Isha. 
he has to take her to him as a wife. Now, more, you should hurry to take her to him for a wife. Now, the fact that I mentioned him means we're taking his feeling into account. And therefore, we're telling you that he has the right to say no. We mentioned that in that case where the guy raped a girl who he's not allowed to marry, then he's not, he doesn't have to marry her. Indeed, he's not allowed to marry her. Like if he raped a mamzeret, he's not allowed to marry her. I said this in front of Zvid from Nardai. Right? Why can't the positive commandment come and push off the negative commandment? Because we have a rule that a positive commandment always pushes off a negative commandment. So over here, the mitzvah of marrying the girl, the guy is supposed to marry the girl, that he that he, uh, that he for, convinced to have relations, that should outweigh the negative commandment of marrying him. Why can't he marry her? So he told me, When do we say that a positive pushes over a negative? That's like a case of a guy who has to do a brit milah, where the positive mitzvah brit milah will overcome the negative commandment not to cut off any tzadat. So if a person has a piece uh, a tzadat leprosy on his place that has to be cut off. He's allowed to cut it off because the milah overrides it. The law after the because there's no way to fill the aseh avalhacha. There's no way to fill the aseh of milah unless you cut it off. Avalhacha, but here If she says I don't want there is no aseh at all. If the girl doesn't want, then there is no aseh. So since it's an optional, so that uh, you never have aseh push off an optional. So therefore, him marrying her is only optional because if she doesn't want, she doesn't have to marry her, and therefore that doesn't have the power to push off the lotase of not marrying a mamzeret. We're going to stop here at the Mishnah. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen.